I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. It gave the audience feelings they weren't sure they should enjoy. The week's big movie review. Games and prizes. Here, here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Like a slice of butter melting on top of a big old pile of flapjacks. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 11:60 AM. We have to stop running that open because every time we do, I want to have. I, I need a flapjack right now. <laughs> well, flapjacks are tasty, just like us. Well, you know that comedian Nate Bargatze? Yes. He goes, I love I love pancakes. But then every time I eat them, I go, just crash. Oh, yeah. And Between he, the syrup and, and he all never the carbs. Blames, never blames the pancakes. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> and his wife goes, maybe it's that loaf of bread and uh, syrup you just had. <laughs> Are you the type that likes gooey in the middle of your pancake? Like if you have a plate-sized oh, pancake, yeah, do you yeah, like yeah. it a little gooey in the middle? Oh, yeah. Same here. I'm surprised how few people like that, though. Oh, I, I could eat the batter. Make my brother sick. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a couple of other listeners who gag just thinking about that because that is the thing. Some people really can't handle that. Well, welcome to Friday. Welcome to the movie show. Let Steve and I be the first to wish you a happy Labor Day weekend. Wow. We are just hours away from everybody being able to just take off for three Woo-hoo. days, except unfortunately some people who probably have to work over the weekend. We sympathize with you. And it wouldn't be called Labor Day if some people weren't laboring, right? Well, I guess that makes sense. Now, this should be a big day, uh, Labor Day weekend. This should be big for the uh, Writers Guild and the SAG, right? Isn't this their weekend? They better fix it. That's all I got to <laughs> Labor Day, come on. If there's a reason to get a strike ended over Labor Day weekend, since that's what labor, the labor it's referring to if is organized. If they fix it this weekend, it just tells me that they just messed around until it, oh, they had to. I think we'll find that out no matter what. <sighs> All right. Well, it is Friday. It's a new month, September 1st. So let's get started. We got a lot of different movies this week. Nothing that's like blockbuster level that I would use in air quotes. It's Denzel. But but we have a lot of movies nonetheless for a time when there's zero promotions going on from the studios. True. And they're not even screening them for us half the time. Oh, did you hear a little wine? You want a little cheese with that wine? Well, I mean, I... Yeah. Anyway, let's start with... (laughs) The uh, movie show preview sponsored by Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. The movie show special feature. Okay, Steve. So let's start with what is our big movie of the week? Well, it's Denzel Equalizer 3. And by the way, why are these called Equalizer? Because they're never equal. There might be 30 guys and then Denzel. How is that? The action revenge movie industry is continuing with Equalizer 3. Boy, mobsters are taking notes like, wow, that was amazing. How do you do that? Yeah. These are the things that now they're going to do in real life to people to intimidate. We've got The Good Mother, which a French film, which I uh, watched last night. You got your French in your... I I did watch it. It was tough because at 9 o'clock at night... The Good Mother is not the French film. 
No, you're right. I'm getting mixed up. You're right. The Good Mother is Hillary Swank. Right. Okay. A Hillary Swank film that actually I'm really interested to see. I, I have a feeling that like last week you and I are going to disagree on some films this week because some of them are ones I feel like I bet Steve liked this and I didn't like it. Or I like <laughs> this and I guess. bet Steve is going to trash this. Well, that's the fun of it. Right, exactly. So I'm looking forward to getting your thoughts on some of these. Slother House. A horror I can't movie. Even, I can't even say that without a, with a straight face. Exactly. It's Slother House. Uh, let me just give you a preview. A sloth kills a whole sorority. And you say, how is that possible? Because oh, they barely move. Just you wait. Yeah. Just you wait. If, if you're like trying to uh, you know, edge into horror, this would be the one. Oh, man. You know, well, I want to save it for when we talk okay, about the movie right. because I've got stuff to say about this movie. We have the movie Bottoms. Yes. A, a comedy. Hilarious. 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 Comedy. Yeah, I know a the queer subject comedy. Matter. Yeah, it's about two lesbians who just are, I mean, they are like on the outs. They're not, they don't think they're attractive. They're untalented. And how do they, you know, get to mingle with other people in their high school? It's a sweet movie. Actually, sweet. I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, a little edge factor here. But I laughed my tail off, and so did Sean. Did you laugh your bottom off? I laughed most of my bottom off. (laughs) Okay. It's still there, mostly. Mutt. Mutt. Oh, this is a heartbreaking little movie about a trans kid who goes from being female to male, and then him having to deal with an ex-boyfriend, a sister, and a father, and each have their own different takes on it. And, man, I, I... Heartbreaking. The anxiety that would come with making a decision like that would be, and obviously he said, you know, I didn't didn't really have a choice. Everybody's and everybody's reactions to it. You know, it's funny at my age, still getting to learn about different cultures and different people. It's fascinating to me, and I I was heartbroken by this film. Okay, and then we have this one's a weird sounding name: Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. Yeah, based on a true story. Yeah, wait till you hear this one. Yeah, this is nuts. I mean, a, but, pa- a parapsychologist is told about this talking mongoose that the whole town believes in. the 1930s. In. Yes. So, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, a, it's Simon Pegg. So. And then Between Two Worlds, that's the French film starring Juliette Binoche that I watched last night. Let me tell you, if you've got to watch a French film, don't do it when you're tired. Because <laughs> just the beautiful sound of the French language and no English. Good and night, if your Andrew. eyes drifted, you were like, oh, no, I have no idea what they just said. Thankfully, I was not in a theater, so I could rewind. Did so I feel have, like, like I watched it one your, and a third time. Prop your eyes open. <laughs> kind of. Uh, and then we've got on streaming uh, One Piece on Netflix, which is an adaptation of an anime, a Japanese comic. Actually, it's called manga. A Japanese comic that's also been an animated series, but now is live action. And it's kind of fun. It's an interesting thing. It, it well, takes it gets, a little it getting gets better used than to. the first 20 minutes I saw because <laughs> I had to watch the Ute game. So. Uh, then we have, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other stuff, uh, see, the final uh, episode of this season of Justified City Primeval. I know that's one of your favorites. Oh, it was such a great final episode. We've got another episode of Ahsoka we'll talk about shortly. And then, did you get to watch Choose Love on Netflix? Yeah, I watched it with my daughter, and it make you choose. And so we were arguing, well, what do we go? We're tw-. And the, there's a countdown. And oh, so, yeah, you have to make a choice. Yeah. Well, you can if you don't make a choice, they choose for you. Ah. And I think we chose unwisely, because we kept following this one dude. There's three suitors and one woman. And we're like, so oh, let's like just go with that guy, that guy, choose. that guy. And we maybe chose unwisely. <laughs> He chose there's like, poorly. There's like four different movies here you can watch, and it's 
It's one of those cool. I did that with one of the uh, the Bandersnatch movie. Well, I was thinking of um, Kimmy Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, it, its final movie after the series. They had a movie where Daniel Radcliffe plays a prince that wants to marry her, and then you choose leading up to her wedding. And at the end, it says, "Well, that was okay, but I bet you could do a better job." And then they send you back to the beginning. Yeah, we made one choice, and they chose for us. They said, "No, oh. you didn't really <laughs> no, want to do that." Do like, that. Oh, okay, so uh, yeah. so choose your own adventure. Up on the video screen on Netflix. Yeah, but now. this is a romantic. Oh, like it's about choose love. your own romantic adventure. Choose love, and choose don't choose poorly. Well, we got to find that. I, you know what? Because that would be a great sound drop for telephone torture, which we will also be doing today. And here's the hint: the early movie show hint. Telephone torture will be about a Denzel Washington movie. Well, that narrows it Denzel down. Denzel Washington movie. We've narrowed it down from three million films to just a several thousand, <laughs> a few hundred. <laughs> Okay, all that and much, much more, including the um, movie show top 10 and the worst thing I watched this week on the movie show today. And now, the big movie review. Andy and Steve have everything your family needs to know about the biggest release of the week. All right, Steve, the big movie of the week, sponsored by, I have it right here, Paris. Paris RV, and it is Equalizer 3. Ciao Roberto. Roberto, tell me, what did you do back home? Government work. I'm retired now. I understand pain, death. Because of these people, I'm beginning to understand real peace. And I'm starting to believe. They see you as one of us now. This is where I'm supposed to be. You should stay out of other people's business. Whatever it is you and your friends do, do it somewhere else. You warning me? I'm preparing. Preparing you? Pain. You have nine seconds to make a decision. <laughs> so Denzel Washington back as Robert McCall, a former Marine and intelligence officer who uses his particular skills and training to help out regular folks who are being oppressed by powerful and rich people. Yes. This time he's in Italy in a small Sicilian town while he's recovering from some injuries he sustains on a mission. Never trust a kid with a gun. <laughs> Could this be where Robert finally finds peace and happiness and a chance to settle down? Well, it's called the Equalizer, and it's not because you want to sit him, watch him sit around in a cafe, though he does that a lot. But since violence always seems to find him, eventually he has to defend the townspeople against crime families. You don't say mafia. That's offensive to some people, but crime families. Oh, okay. I see the difference. <laughs> crime families in Sicily. You can put two and two together. Yeah. So what did you think? Now, we, didn't have, we haven't had a lot of time to ferment on this movie because we saw it yesterday. Yeah. And what did you think? Well, the violence is ramped up dramatically. He kills. Is it? Because I haven't seen the first two equalizers. Oh yeah, he he worked at a hardware store, so he was just you know picking up hammers and stuff. This one, you know, he's got all kinds of goodies, uh, and the violence is definitely ramped up. No question about it. I was talking with my editor for TV for when I'm going to do this review later on this morning, and she was like, "I'm finding a hard time getting any cuts I can put on television because the trailer was a red band and they didn't offer up oh. a green band version to to use." So. <laughs> when I talk about the equalizer, it's going to be a very be short, sipping, repeated clip. Sipping cappuccinos. But that was the thing. So he, it was extremely violent when it was violent. But for me, as I was watching it, I thought, there's a lot of Denzel sitting around in a cafe. There's a lot of Denzel limping up and downstairs. I honestly, I kid you not, I wondered if he had a stroke because the one side of his mouth droops down. And I don't recall that. That's what, why he's such a great actor. You can't fake a stroke droop. 
Well, can you call him? I don't know, but I don't know. But anyway, but you know, obviously his character was injured, so some of the shuffling around, like it to me, it looked like age has caught up to Denzel. But then you through action and editing and cuts. Age certainly has not caught up to Denzel's character. He's still able to murder with efficiency with the best of them. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, it does look – it's all about the editing in this case because, man, he nobody's that quick. Even it's 68 well, or whatever. the sloth is, but we'll get to that oh. later. <laughs> sloth. Oh, boy. Uh, actually, I like this movie. I mean, you're going to have to absorb a lot of violence. And he, but I do like the but fact I was that he, it was violence all in like three different scenes. Like, I, I, well, it wasn't more than maybe three or four scenes of actual violence that happened. But when they did, it was like it jumped up to ten immediately. Yeah. But there, I was surprised. I actually kind of was bored through the first third, as they were mm. kind of setting the tone for the story. And again, I haven't watched the first two, so I didn't have a connection to the character. And it was just. Okay, then he started doing his thing, and then he really did his thing. Yeah, well, I like the fact that he kind of felt fell in love with this small town and the people. And, and it was gorgeous, too. A beautiful town and beautiful people, and, you know, they were just very supportive of him. And so he thought, you know what, I'm going to defend these people. And when the La Camera, they were all bad. Very La Camera, bad. yeah, or Gamera, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, the bad guys, the, the crime family. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and... You know, he dispatched them with, uh, you know, a plum. So, yeah, I, I actually, again, not having watched the series, I don't know if this is the style of things, but when push came to shove, he took care of them real quick. Yeah, he didn't mess like, around. There wasn't a long boss battle at the end where, you know, I, I, at first I was well, like, he, does this feel like John Wick? But it doesn't quite feel like John Wick. John Wick was almost cartoonish. This keeps it on like a really serious level. Well, violence. his watch is significant because he does time things, and he doesn't like it if he doesn't do it in the proper time. In the proper time. Okay, yeah, yeah he so, did do that. Yeah. Is uh, that a Timex? He asks the mafioso. Has he stuffed it And his then ear. when he goes to check his watch, he does his thing. I keep wanting to say John Wick thing, but it's actually Robert McCoy. He does his equalizer thing. Yeah, and I, he does it efficiently, and I, I liked uh, Dakota Fanning was in this. That's uh, right. She plays an FBI agent or an, CIA. a CIA agent that... He's sort of assisting them to bust up a big drug. He's kind of urging them along. Here's where you should yeah, go. Yeah, I looked at I, it. I didn't see it till the credits. I'm like, I feel like I should recognize her. And then, oh, Dakota fan. Oh, yeah, she's grown up. Um, I liked it as much as the other three, uh, the other two. Um, I think some people are saying this is the best of the three. Oh. Um, so should I even bother watching the first two at this point? Well, you could if you wanted. I mean, it, they're a little bit more subdued. Uh, I mean, a, a little bit. Well, I just got the vibe as I watched it, not having seen the other two, that I was like, this is probably for the fans and I, or people who just love Denzel, even yeah. if they haven't seen the first two Equalizers. He gets to be Denzel. He does his, like, if, he, if there's a cooler person, more calm, collected, cool person in front of a camera than Denzel Washington, I don't know who yeah. it is. And the body count is much higher. <laughs> okay. And, yes, there's some things that happen. Quality or quantity? Quantity what do you, what do you and want to go quality. With? He does both. So what was your rating then? Uh, I gave it a B. For me, it was a two out of four, but again, not having known the franchise, I, you know, I, that was as high as I could go, and I didn't have time to really think about it because it was got to get over to the theater and see it so we could talk about it today. Right. Yeah, it, they didn't screen it for us. Yeah. So that is the Equalizer three. It is rated R, very much so. Yeah. And it is the big release of the week. Let's take a break here at the bottom of the hour for news, traffic, and weather on the Movie Show on KSL News Radio. Movie reviews and Hollywood news. The KSL Movie Show. 
Well, it's the movie show live from NPS at 1601 Empire Road in Salt Lake City. Great sales and deals going on this Labor Day weekend. We're going to talk about some specific ones here in just a minute. But, Steve, let's talk another couple of movies that uh, star a couple of well-known actresses. Uh, and let's start with The Good Mother. Hmm. Was she? Hmm. The Good Mother. Someone killed my son. I need to know. You gotta leave, but I don't think that's what you should be thinking about right now, love. I love Michael, and I'm sad he's gone. You are my best writer. Right. Somebody called him that night. He left all freaked up, and then bam. Who's that? That's about $50,000 worth of dirty heroin. So a new thriller mystery movie starring Hilary Swank, Olivia Cooke, Jack Rayner, who I think looks like a different actor, but it was Jack Rayner, <laughs> called The Good Mother. She's a journalist grieving the murder of her son, and she teams up with her son's pregnant girlfriend to try to track down the people who killed him. Uh, you go first. Okay, uh, good setup. Uh, this is in Albany in 2016. I don't know if that makes a difference, but... Uh, yeah, her son is shot, and uh, first, boy, she does not care for the girlfriend at all. No. In fact, she almost punches her at the funeral. Well, she slaps the snot out of her, and, and but then she realizes that she's pregnant. She's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Whoops, not supposed to do that. Yeah, that's, that's Even girls one. aren't allowed to slap pregnant girls. The problem with this movie is there are several different stories going on here. Um, you know, one about drug use, one about being a good mom. I thought the story between the mom and Olivia Cook's character were, was interesting. I thought Jack Rayner was a waste of a great actor. He just barely had anything to do. And by the time I got to the end of this movie, they made some decisions that I found either appalling or no one would ever do what they did. I actually agree with you. I didn't know. I've actually thought you were going to like this movie more than it sounds like. Aha! For me, I thought the movie was okay at first, you know, kind of working through a world of, you know, drugs and you know, who knows if the cops are corrupt or not, or if they're in on it. Um, you know, she's a journalist, but they really didn't, they really didn't explore the fact that she's a journalist. They made a big deal out of it at the very first, and then there's nothing to do with journalism for like the whole movie. And then at the end, she's suddenly a journalist again. Yeah, but she writes a weird story. Yeah, yeah, yeah which journalism. unfortunately we can't really go into if you're going to actually watch this movie. But for me, I thought there were zero consequences for anybody. I, w I thought it was, the ending was ridiculous. And I thought, why, why did we even have this story if this is where it ends? In fact, when it rolled to the credits, I was like, no. I hope there's a post credit scene, although I don't doubt there is one. And I just thought, you know, talk about a waste. I mean, Hillary Swank's an Oscar winner. Two-time. And she acted in this movie. Yeah, but I know. She but plays I, a drunk. The story didn't, didn't fit the, the quality of the acting here. Well, I agree with that. And, I, and so every once in a while I'll see a movie and I'll be like, what was the point of this movie? Like, why, why did you – who – when somebody sat down and wrote it, what were they trying to – what were they trying what, – what were they trying to tell us? Because somebody's trying to tell a story in every movie. I couldn't figure out what the story was. I don't think they knew where to go. I think so they – So why do this? Ugh, that's what frustrates me with movies. Because they finally – it's because it had Hillary Swank in it and they'll make 50 bucks. <laughs> they might not make more than 50 bucks. But that is The Good Mother. For me, it was a one-star movie. Well, uh, Swank will be the draw here. Olivia Cook is also one of our great and young she's actresses. she's not bad either. She's great. But, yeah, I, I thought the story did not fit the quality of the acting. So that's The Good Mother. It is rated R, and it is – it's in limited release, isn't it? Or is uh, it wide? It's in 
Semi-wide release. Semi-wide release. So if you want to see it, you won't have to go too far to see it. It's not just like playing at one theater or something. The, the next one I'm going to I wouldn't we're go too far out of your way. Goes. <laughs> the next one is actually only playing at a couple of theaters, and that one is called uh, Between Two Worlds. And I, you didn't get to see this one, uh, but I did. And it stars Juliette Binoche. And she, since we're talking about writers, um, she plays, well, we'll get. I'll get to that, but. First of all, it's all in French. When you're tired and you're watching well, French subtitles, and then there's, you know, and you're listening to that, and, like, that your if you're French? tired at all, I used to know French in junior high, but now I only know Portuguese. Junior but, like, high, if wow. you even drift for a second, you're like, oh, no, I have no idea what they just said. Well, you if you missed that subtitle. Ridiculous time. Of, yeah. Like, but my dedication to the movie show knows no bounds. And so I stayed up and watched it. In fact, I was trying to kind of watch it and have the football game on, and I finally had to just turn off the football game because I had to focus completely on the movie. Uh, and what you've got is Juliette Binoche. Uh, she shows up looking for a job. This is in France. Um, she has a 23-year gap on her resume because she's been a housewife. She tells oh. the job placement, I've been a housewife, and my husband left me. Uh, and so she's like, "I don't. how do I get a job? And they're like, well, cleaning people always are needed. Mm-hmm. So... You know, you can make a decent living, and you can't be downsized for cleaning because no, there's not a robot yet that knows how to clean a toilet. Oh. And so she goes to this job. She kind of works with a pool of other ladies. One's a single mom of three young kids. Others are just, you know, they're older. One of them's like a probably a 20-year-old girl who's unattached but needs money. And so um, it's it's really kind of looking at the working class people. And for the for the next hour or so, you kind of see what life is like for them. And it's, you know, cleaning toilets, like I said. But they work for these companies that have these big contracts, so they have to do this massive amount of work Mm. in just a couple of hours or, or, you know, certain short times. So one of them is cleaning the ferry that goes between France and England. And it's parked overnight, and they have overnight, they have like two hours to clean all 200-and-something cabins. Whoa. They got to change the sheets. I mean, so they're like a machine. When they get on board that ferry, they have to. And she talks about how, like, it, you know, I I was good at making my bed, but when you have to make sixty beds in an in a, in an hour, that's like one per minute. <laughs> and they have to hit this time because they have to be off the ship by the time the passengers get on the next day. Yeah. So she's going through this, but then what you find out is she's actually an author looking to write a book about the working class. Uh, but the problem is she's made all these connections with with some of the other ladies on the crew, and now she doesn't know how to tell them that she's not actually poor just like they are. Oh, I see. And so, of course, this will come back to bite her That's at the worst possible between time. Worlds, huh? Between two worlds. So she actually isn't poor, but she's trying to find out what it's like to be poor. That sounds good. It, and it is. It, it, it's really good. It's... You got to be in the mood for it, obviously, because you got to handle the subtitles, and you got to, and you got to be patient. It, it, there's, you know, there's there's actually a pretty decent soundtrack underneath it, uh, but again, it, it's one for the mood. It, it's not something you're like, hey, you know what? Uh, let's grab some popcorn and go watch this <laughs> French film. Well, you might be a great Benoche fan, She's... but if you're a Benoche fan, she does a great job, and and really, for me, I thought the the most eye opening thing was just a reminder of what it's like for people in certain jobs and in certain classes like that was the big thing these girls they don't have anywhere else to go like they got to do this job and they got to do it every night and they're going to do it probably for the rest of their lives wow and Something it makes you grateful to. well it makes you grateful if you're not in one of those positions and and that's i think that's worth it too so for me as far as like acting and stuff like enjoyment probably three out of four 
even though I watched it last night, I don't like to rate them high when I have to go so late. But they did give me the chance sooner. I just didn't get to it till last night. So That's okay. and that one is called Between Two Worlds. Not just any news. Stop what you're doing and listen. Movie news. Action. On the KSL Movie Show. Yeah, we're just discussing off-air, Steve, an official change to the movie show. We may call this screen news because there's not always movie news. Right. And all the stuff that we want to know sometimes involves the small screen yes. or the big screen at your house. Yeah. Is in that going to cost us more to change that to screen news? Is we'll, that a- we'll have to look into that, the licensing rights and, you know, the re-imaging of everything. Do a telethon. Yeah. Going to be, you know, millions of dollars probably. Uh, but for me... Uh, I was thrilled that Lincoln Lawyer got a third season renewal. Oh, on absolutely! Netflix because I am show. really enjoying that show. It's a great show. That's all I got. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, get all right. Here's the headline: Taylor Swift scares off the Exorcist. Yes. I had a feeling this was going to be on movie. News. <laughs> on Friday the thirteenth, the Exorcist believer has moved up a week early, and here's Jason Bloom's. His comment was. Look what you made me do. Oh, I see what he did there. Tickets are on sale now, and they are going like hotcakes. If I, I got remember it. right, it made $10 million in ticket sales yesterday. 26, $26 million. Okay, so the so account far. I had was low. Very. So this might be one of those where you might want to get your tickets in advance. Just like the concert. Exactly. And this is the Taylor Swift, the era. Eras. Oh, don't get it wrong. Oh, I yeah. Don't I'm sure I'll get the Swifties up get my tailpipe. Oh, they will. They are not a merciful bunch. My daughter is one of them. In so, fact, I usually text her anytime I hear any Taylor Swift news. I go, Maggie, 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 did you hear? And Maggie. then I just leave it that. And then she usually texts back, Yes, Dad, I already knew that. October. I know these things before you. So it's October thirteenth, and that's her birthday. Well, my daughter's birthday is the day before that. Is she October a Swiftie? Uh, oh yeah. Well, I have two of them. I have twins, and they're both. Swifties. Okay, okay. So well, I'm pretty sure if there's an advanced screening for this, I'm going to be bombarded. I don't think there will be, though. Probably not. Because it's just a concert. It's not just a concert. No, but what I'm saying is it's a concert. It's not like, it's yeah. not like they need reviews, I mean, for heaven's sake. They, they couldn't care less about whether we see it or not, I'm right. pretty sure. Although I was laughing that the Swiftie fans, the reason they want these tickets is because other than a select rich few that sit down close, all the rest of them are used to seeing a, a figure that's only like an inch high moving around on the stage. Well, they and watch it on the screen. See, I'm like, I know, but the now they'll that? be like surrounded in the theater, and it'll be like they're on stage with Taylor, Sure, okay. which they're all imagining anyway. All right. It's hilarious. I watched her Taylor Swift video. I don't know, she's going to probably get mad at me, but she, her and her Is friend Maggie sat going to yell at you? I don't know. She's sitting with her friend. They went to the Denver concert, and she point, one of them had their phone pointed at the stage. The other had the phone pointed at them. Taylor comes on stage, brr, burst into tears. It was awesome. Wow. Well, I get that way about sports, so I could hardly criticize her. You break into tears. I get that way when I watch Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, so I can't criticize her. Okay, I cried at Rocky too. My daughters right? looked at me like, Dad, are you crying? Like, no. He got up. He got up one second faster than him. He finally did it. He won. I did it, Adrian. I did it. Uh, there was something we didn't get to last week that I kind of just wanted to touch on quickly, and that is uh, Rebel Moon, the Zack Snyder sort of Star Wars-level epic space movie. Yeah. It, we, fi- we finally have a trailer for it. I actually know people who are not going to watch the trailer at all. Uh, it's got a Christmas release date. And it turns out that there's two vers- there's two parts, one at Christmas and one in April. April yeah. So if you want to see a different take on the sci-fi, you know, space opera genre, 
Um, like Zach we don't Snyder's have enough of that. Rebel movie. Exactly right. Okay, uh, True Detective season four was on HBO's list for this year. This is the Jodie Foster. She's on. Jodie last... Foster's going to be on True Detective now. Yeah, she and oh, wow. uh, Kaylee Reese. Do the detectives die every season? Uh, I think they just pick new it. detectives. Oh, okay, they're really good shows. This is uh, a Anthology? research station oh. in Alaska. There are eight men that were supposed to be there, and they all disappear. And so Jodie Foster and Kaylee Reese are going up there to investigate what happened. And this was supposed to come out this year. HBO, just like yesterday, went, oh, we're going to wait until 2024. Don't tell anybody. So they pulled it off the schedule for 2023, and now it's in 2024. Well, that's disappointing. And as far as we know, you nope. haven't watched any of them. So well, it's how- disappointing because people want to see it. Oh, I, anything if you've that's watched any moved, of the previous True Detectives, you'll But that's what I'm saying. So if, if you're... Anything that they move is disappointing, yeah, but it's, in my it, opinion. It's just kind of squirrely how they did it. they just like, oh, you know. We're gonna, we're, eh. It was supposed to be on their list this year, and they said, no, not, not really. Don't tell anybody. Well. Because we look like idiots. That is movie news. And, Steve, before we wrap up this hour uh, here at NPS, oh, did you have one more movie news you wanted to no, throw in? No, no. I was okay, just looking sorry. At you the... gave me a look like, how dare you? And oh, I no, that I was not a how to, dare you look at all. I did not want to get that. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the KSL Movie Show. The end is inevitable. They're kind of set it for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. The week's big movie review. Movie news, games, and prizes. Here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. Right now, we are being so unoffensive, we might as well be a Hallmark Christmas movie. You know what I'm saying? On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. I know what you're saying, Coach Lasso. I, I know love, what you're saying. Oh, man, I miss Ted so bad. Well, it's the movie show, hour number two underway here at NPS at 1601 Empire Road in Salt Lake City. Uh, Steve, we want to make sure we remind people who are new to the movie show or who have never bothered to text us at 57500. You mean the Where's Doug? <laughs> There's, there, we, we do have some of those already. But if you're wondering that, you can text us at 57500 during the movie show. And uh, you can ask us a question, and if we get a chance, we can answer it. Or uh, even better, uh, give us a we couple can make sentence up something. review. We can, we can, hey, look at this text right now from uh, John. No. We actually do have a text, though, from one of our listeners. I would love it if you did a segment sometime on what are the movies you would watch again and again and, and why. He says, I just spent $20 on the extended version of The Martian to have 13 additional minutes. I can watch that movie once a week. I love that movie, too. That's a great film. I've watched it several times. 
Have you read the book? No. Oh, I did like the movie the one time I saw it. But yes, that's actually a great question. So we're going to throw that out to our movie now? listeners. Is that what's happening here? You're just showing off. I read the book and no, I have the book. I haven't read the book. Oh, I bought it at I think a, a yard sale or something. <laughs> but yeah, so I hear he's a great author. I hear that is true. Well, the movie was based on his book, and the movie was good. So yeah, usually they don't have a bad book that's made into a good movie because the, the book rare. was bad. They wouldn't make the movie in the first place. That's true. Andy Logic, the more you know. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so work for NBC. <laughs> we we want to throw out to our movie show listeners. Text us at five seven five zero zero. What movie would you watch again and again, and why? Keep it short so we can read as many responses as possible. Five seven five zero zero. All right, Steve. It's time What's for what's yours. Mine, The Mask of Zorro. Wow, that's good. I love. That's good. I love The Mask of Zorro. I think it's the perfect. Movie, like just per- as far as I'm concerned, beautiful people, hey, yeah, sword fighting, sword fighting elevates movies. Whether it's laser swords or actual swords, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones never looked better. There's romance, there's intrigue, there's Anthony Hopkins, there's it. It to me, it's the perfect movie, not, not the sequel, not just the original, 1998 Mask of Zorro. You know what? One movie that I would watch over and over, City Slickers, without really? doubt. Okay. And Castaway, Tom Hanks. Really, Castaway. I watched that one time. We watched it in the delivery room while we were uh, waiting for my oldest son to be born, and that was good enough for me. Oh wow! Okay. Just a lot going on that day. Okay, so now it is time for our big streaming review, sponsored by the Joshua Stern team. Planning a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Andy and Steve sort through it all, so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Visit sternteam.com to learn your home's real value in 30 seconds. Click sell, then home evaluation. Big streaming review sponsored by the Joshua Stern team. All right, Steve, the big streaming, as far as I'm concerned, it's One Piece on Netflix. Well, that's as far as you're concerned. Okay. What's your big one? Archer. Oh, okay. Well, then let's, uh, let me just talk about One Piece really quick. <laughs> I love Archer, too. You Don't worry. I have, I have some Archer to, to go to. But um, One Piece, uh, you know what? To, let me, I, to set the table, it's, it's basically superheroes and pirates all in the same universe. Uh, it's but based this kid's on. He's got a, stretchy skills. He does. He's like Mr. Fantastic or or Elastic Man, if you Reed watch Richards, the DC. That, Reed scared? Richards is Mr. Fantastic, yeah. So um, as far as it's concerned, you've got uh, a wannabe pirate named Monkey Luffy decided he's going to find the legendary massive lost treasure. Problem is he has no ship, no crew, and no idea where the treasure is. Those are some problems. No one does because they eliminated the guy who knew. <laughs> but he does, however, have a straw hat. And wow. a positive attitude. Only I could find one of those. And the superhuman ability of basically being made out of rubber. As Luffy proceeds on his quest, he finds connections with a famous pirate hunter and a skilled thief. And he makes enemies of a dude who looks like he's straight out of He-Man with a metal jaw. Cool. <laughs> and a bunch of Marines and other pirates. As I was watching it, I had a couple of thoughts. First of all, it was like a junior PG version of Twisted Metal as far as some of the weirdness that goes okay. on in it. Much cleaner. It's rated TV 14. Although some, some of the deaths were kind of a little gruesome, I thought. Well, but did they die, I guess? I mean, you never saw anybody die up close. Uh, Gold Roger? Oh, yeah, but he was executed. Oh, He well, was a bad guy. In that case. You've seen hangings that's... in movies. This was the stab equivalent of a hanging. Well, that was just an awful way to go. <laughs> just poking him? 
So, but it, it takes a really weird, lighthearted mood throughout the whole thing. So well, even that when didn't there's feel fights, lighthearted. Okay, that was at the very beginning. Okay, I didn't think that's that why was it only that lasted gruesome. twenty minutes. But. You watched Equalizer, and you're saying that this one non-bloody gruesome, well, because it had some death. He got it had stabbed. a young adult theme to it, and it felt like it should have been cuter. And all people sudden, die in bleh. young adult novels. Novels. Have you not ever read yeah, the bridge and the to crazy lady on the on the pirate ship bash that guy's? Oh man, dude. Okay, that was kind. Of, there was Cleaned some blood. The blood. I was surprised at some of the blood. That is a good point. That is a good point. Uh, but. There is a huge set of fans of this particular franchise. In fact, my 16-year-old daughter, I said, hey, I just had to watch this uh, show called One Piece, and her head snaps around. Like, where? And I'm like, on Netflix? And she's like, you're watching manga? And I'm like, well, it's live action. She's like, there's a live action version? So me and you maybe didn't know this, but there's a huge segment of fans who like One Piece. TV 14. I don't live with enthusiasts, so that probably That's true. didn't help. So eight episodes, all of them available to stream on Netflix right now. They're like an hour piece, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, somewhere between a half hour and an hour. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it's some goofy stuff, like one pirate's a clown in a circus. That's in the second episode. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, no, it's, it's unique. Maybe you won't like it. I've had some fun, and it actually made me want to keep watching. So there you go. Well, fine. Archer, season 14, the final season. This is kind of an acquired taste. Basically, if you've never heard wait, wait, of Archer. Wait, wait, where are you going? This is my oh, turn. Oh, okay, go ahead. So, Archer, 14 say. seasons. They've been everywhere. An island. They've been in uh, space. They've been in Miami. They've been comas, 1930s Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, everything. And they're finally back. And it all kind of makes sense when you watch through the series. Oh, I know. It's hilarious. But now they're back to where they are. They're, they're at the headquarters where they used to be, and they're finding bodies in the walls and stuff. That was hilarious. This just weirdness, except for, you know, Mallory's not there anymore. and so Jessica Walter passed away. Yes. And so now it's Lana Kane's turn to sort of take over. And she does sort of begin to mimic. She goes, oh, my Mallory. gosh, I've turned into Mallory. So if you're a fan of the show... If you were back in 2009 when you first watched it and you've kind of lost touch with it, this might be the time to pick it back up because season 14 is back to the original except for no Mallory. And just for people who maybe don't know what Archer is, here's the basic premise. What if James Bond was a functional alcoholic (laughs) and his mother ran the spy agency that he works for? And, uh, And that's the start of the comedic premise. Yeah, the other people that he worked with are just as hilarious. It's a very It's funny. a workplace comedy, really. It kind of I can't is. believe Only it made spies. it 14 seasons. Well, it's been on for a long time. Have you watched all of them? I have, actually. Oh. I will say this. It is rated TVMA, so it's it's an acquired taste for those of you who've never watched it. Yeah, it definitely has some sass, too. But if, it is very funny. If you're a fan of James Bond movies and you don't mind the content, uh it's hilarious. It this really guy is. is such a narcissist. It's hysterical. His hero is Burt Reynolds. Yeah, and Burt Reynolds and, actually. And he loves Burt Reynolds movies that you've probably never heard of, like Gator. Like, he knows Gator as oh, if, yeah. as well as I know Star Wars. For several reasons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Archer, I was really excited to see it back. And I was really excited to see that they were uh, actually going back to their their roots. Okay, so that's Archer Season 14. That's on Hulu. It's also on FX yeah. if you have the, night the channel. Before, yeah. Planning a weekend on the couch? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Andy and Steve sort through it all so you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. 
There's so much streaming this week, Steve, because, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, so the streamers want to give you a lot of stuff to watch. Yeah. We needed to spread streaming reviews into two segments. You were very good about your disciplined. You know, so there's that. Thank you. Okay. What was I disciplined about? You stopped in the middle of a streaming. I was just going to yammer on. Oh, yeah. No, because I knew we would have more time to let people know stuff to watch. So we've talked about already, we talked about uh, One Piece, the new monkey superhero series. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling the heck out of that, <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not doing a very good job. But it, it is, other than a little bit of blood, fairly family-friendly. But we have <laughs> other things to talk about. Other than the blood and the death. <laughs> Very family-friendly. Very stabby. Uh, but let's here's something that actually is family-friendly. A new episode of Ahsoka dropped this week. It's the third one in the series. A little boring. It was. It was only a half hour long, and really the only thing it did was, well, we got a cool space battle out of it, which I thought was Eventually. very, that felt like a movie-level space battle. Yeah, but they were sitting around the table like, so, how'd your day go? Right. <laughs> like, really? We're going to do that? It wasn't the most action-packed, but it also brought another character to life. That had not been, uh, oh, Igor's bringing fresh strawberries. Oh, him. my. Look at this. Strawberries, grapes, Strawberry carrots, fields bananas. Forever. I mean, that is awesome. But as far as Ahsoka goes, um, we get to meet a live-action version of a character we'd only seen digitally, and that is Hera, her son. Uh, now, we don't, the, the Ahsoka series, his name's Jason. He's the little scamp that the green-haired, the green-head-tail oh, girl. okay. Is he a big deal? No, he, we we just knew that he existed from the Rebels TV we, ser- cartoon series. And by we, you mean you. We, the people who have paid attention to all of the Star Wars We, things. the people. We, the ones who know who he is. That's what we know him from. We hadn't really, we'd never seen him this age either, or in live action. So, again, not a whole lot of things came forward, but we did get a cool space battle. You know what I do? I stare at Ahsoka's little whatever these. They're called Leku. Sure. Were they banana slugs? They're the head, her head. They're so cool. I just tails. Like, what is that? I want to poke it. No, oh, okay. I was going to say, I was going to say, do you want to talk about Justified? Oh, boy. So they finally, I mean, they, this was a stretchy one. They've been stretching this out, but the final episode of this season uh, was the big showdown between him and Boyd Holbrook. And my daughter goes, no, they're just going to leave him in that room. <laughs> no, they're not. They're going to have a shootout. This is Raylan Givens. He doesn't just leave somebody, you know, for the dogs. He's going back, and he's going to give the guy a chance to get even. I mean, this is like OK Corral kind of stuff. In modern times. And there is a character from the original season, uh, series of Justified when they're in Kentucky who oh. comes back at the end of this episode, which tells me that they're thinking about either there it is the most cruel tease in the history of the world, at least as far as Justified goes, or... There is going to be another season because they have, have they not said if there is or not. No, they haven't. Oh, and boy, this I've wasn't been... like a two season pickup to bring it back. No, in fact, this was supposed to be a standalone season. Oh, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you see this other dude, and you're like, "Oh, please tell me he's coming back." And the two of them made that whole first five or six uh, uh, seasons. seasons. He's a great character. Sorry, okay. she said he's he. Sorry that. Or, or she. Or he. Uh, misdirection. <laughs> misdirection. Uh, yeah, there's an Archer, Archer reference. reference. Uh, all right. Another thing coming out this week, and this is one that I wished I had seen the original season of, and that is The Wheel of Time that's over on uh, Prime Video. This is based on, it's a sci-fi fantasy series based on a hit book series about a humble farm boy who learns he's a dangerous figure from history destined to either save the world or burn it. 
The only thing that makes me interested in seeing that is Rosamund Pike. Well, she's the only name that most average people would recognize in it, the only face. The rest have been in a bunch of different things. But uh, in this uh, second season, uh, old and new threats seek out our main character and his friends, and they have to decide if they're going to walk in the light or the dark. I I actually like when it's very binary, like you're going to choose the good or the bad. It's not this whole thing of like, well, maybe it's a little good or maybe it's a little bad. Like you got Kind of like Silo. Oh, see, and I haven't finished Silo Season 1 oh, yet. Sorry. But that is um, Wheel of Time Season 2 dropped today, and it's going to be one of those weekly releases on Prime Video. So only, I think, two episodes are out today. Okay, the one we mentioned in the preview was Choose Love. Yes. Okay, here's the deal. They're going to give you choices, and if you have more than two people watching, you're going to have a problem. Oh. <laughs> Because so that could be kind of fun, actually. Well, it is, but two people can argue well enough to like, no, choose that. No, choose the other. Because you only have like 20 seconds, and then the window closes, and it chooses for you. So oh. there's like uh, 10 different directions you can go with this show. There are three suitors for one y- young woman, and you know, there's the nerdy guy, but you know, he's a steady guy. There's the rock star, and then there's the, the uh, environmental, you know, the, the cause guy. Uh, and so they all have these different, you know, talents or whatever. But we kept choosing the rock star guy. <laughs> and I don't think they liked us doing that. They probably they knew you to... were going to do that. They knew most people were going to do that. It's either Paul Rocks, Rex or John, I think his name is. And it's hysterical. Just the arguments that you'll have when she looks at the screen and goes, what should I do here? And then you have two th- windows to choose from. And, you know, ah, no, don't do that one. Ah. So it's more. It's, that is actually very funny. It's so what you should do is watch it and then set up your own camera to record you guys watching it, so you can go back later and laugh at yourselves fighting over which choice to make. Well, the that fact that it's interactive really is actually make, makes it kind of fun. So that's Choose Love on Netflix. Is it? Does it have a rating? Uh, Was there anything in it that people should be worried about, families or anything like remember. that? I, I have a question mark on whether what it's rated. So okay, I'd probably. Do you remember it. a lot of saucy language or anything? No, it looked pretty clean. Okay, but I'm. I'm pretty desensitized to stuff. So, Well, Steve, we have set off a literal explosion of texts Uh-oh. with our question of what movie could you endlessly watch. Oh. I'm going to read two right now, but we've got to go to news, traffic, and weather. But keep sending us your text, 57500, National Treasure, oh. Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. Really? Inception. Ooh, uh. I can watch it over and over. How do you know you're not watching it over and over? Oh, Please call me and explain that movie to me. And then I love the movie Rudy. Such a feel-good movie. Aww, I've seen it too Rudy. many times. All right, we got lots more. We'll read some of those when we come back after news, traffic, and weather here on the movie show on KSL News Radio. The KSL Movie Show Top Ten. Five, It's the Movie Show Top 10, sponsored by Call Climate Services and also our top listener reviews. We're also loving the texts we're getting at 57500 of the movie you could endlessly rewatch. Uh, I think we're setting a record for number of texts sent during the movie show, Steve. This one's getting people to uh, to chime in. I think it's a brilliant idea. Everybody has a favorite movie. Sure. And everybody... And they want to share, share it. it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm seeing some good suggestions, things I haven't seen that maybe I want to check out thanks to that. But let's do the top ten first. All okay. right, Steve. Number ten is Talk To Me. Is that what you got the same thing uh, I do? I don't think it has a question mark, but yes, Talk okay. To Me. Well, I only added the question mark oh, because last you week sure. we were off on oh, that's our right. top ten. 
Uh, yeah, we're looking at uh, 41 million uh, domestic, 17 foreign at 58 million dollars total. Uh, and it costs what, like 150 dollars to make? Yeah, I mean these are horror movies are cheap. They end up in one room most of the time, and people you don't even know. Here's the irony: it's going to drop out of theaters at exactly the time that it would be a good time to go see it in theaters. Yeah, but then we have something else that we can watch instead. What? Slaughter. <laughs> yeah, we're. I can't wait to talk about that. All right, number nine, The Hill. The Hill. This That's is where uh, the debuted, baseball, right? That's its first yeah. week. Two point nine. Dennis Quaid is the father of a baseball prodigy, but he's the heavy-handed preacher who doesn't want his son to be disappointed. I mean, that's ostensibly his reason for yeah, trying he's... to prevent his son from realizing his dream of making it to the majors. But I thought he was too cruel in so in doing so. But he and I, I just don't like it when you take the Christian preacher and make them the worst person in the movie. Like. To me, I, I you feel know like that that's been done to death. It, I feel like that's been done to death. I, anyway. I just thought it was too much, too much, too much. All right. Uh, retribution. Now, you be nice. This is Liam Neeson. I know that your shrine to Pray Liam Neeson to doesn't Liam. have any room for any criticism of Liam Neeson. But that's right. This was not the Liam Neeson that you're used to. This is, I don't know what to do, Liam For the Neeson. first half, then he got. Oh, higher. then he knows how to drive. All of a sudden at the end. Don't mess with me. Look, it was to the point where I really thought that the whole first part, oh, this is his act. He's really like a secret agent with a set of skills. No, no. He's just an accountant guy who doesn't know what to do. Well, that's like that same movie that we saw where uh, the kid Casey from uh, Yellowstone was a wimp on the the trail. When the, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Would yeah, you yeah. like some granola? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that one didn't do too well either. Retribution no. in its debut. Four million? Uh, 4.3. Oh, and then two foreign, so it's six. <laughs> two foreign, excellent. It's That'll pay his six. salary for the movie. He's like, maybe I shouldn't make these anymore. <laughs> yeah, still hanging on after a month, number seven, Meg, to the trench. Oh, not just hanging. Well, hanging on the U.S. part. Oh, 75 domestic, you know, 279 million foreign. My goodness. Jason Statham A movie is where beloved. Jason Statham literally jumps the shark and it's making $300 million for it. So many times it should be an Olympic event. That's how many times he jumps the shark. Number six, Strays. This tanked. 17 domestic, six foreign, 23. Nobody wants nasty talking dogs. No, not even when you only have to pay $4 to see it, right? Really? He went for National <laughs> Cinema Day and didn't even finish it. You left? Did we not warn you? He should have listened, he says, and we agree. Well, the threshold for... But trust me, this is going to get huge viewership on streaming. It will get guilt huge factor. viewership on streaming. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. I Number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Yeah, 101 million domestic, 37 foreign, 138. Is $100 million still a benchmark in the U.S. Not for, any, for no. releases? Not for blockbusters. Okay. But it was it was an enjoyable thing, a cool animation style, a good story, and something that fans of Ninja Turtles from 40 years ago and new kids who don't know anything about Ninja Turtles can both enjoy. But they keep making these movies, but this one is probably one of the better ones. I agree. It was really enjoyable. All right, then we got number four, Oppenheimer. Wow. Wow, that's a big slip. Well, it's still <laughs> 487, wait, 301 uh, domestic, 487 foreign. We're at 7088 for a movie that's three hours long. That's a lot of time in the theaters. That is. It's so weird, too, because, like, Titanic proved and Avatar's proved. You can have really long movies that can still make a bundle of money. Yeah. Why? Why can't the shorter ones 
do even greater numbers than that. It's all about the Endgame quality. Endgame was three hours long, basically. Avengers Endgame. So I know, but they're all good. Good movies can never be too long. Bad That's movies true. can never be too short. <laughs> that is also true. All right, number three, Blue Beetle. I like this movie. It had a lot of heart, a lot of family heart to it. 48 uh, domestic, 36 foreign. It's at 84. A lot of uh, the comments I read online, people are like, oh, DC screwed up another thing. So I don't know if DC can do anything that will ever make anybody happy ever again. So they should just try to make quality and let the chips fall where they may. Wow, the the DC people just went jaw dropped. Number two, Barbie. Barbie, wow. 596 domestic, 748 foreign, 1.344 billion dollars for barbie six weeks out and this is the lowest it's dropped is to number two yeah and it was number one for most of those six weeks and and there's still people whining and they haven't even seen it and then knocking off barbie although if you talk to the studios they're arguing about who actually won the weekend number one is gran turismo and i'm glad i mean somebody needs to do something here but 20 million domestic 37 foreign 57 million for an opening week and miss julie Oh, we gotta we'll get you cranked up here. There we go. I really liked it. And you've seen it twice? I've seen it twice, yes. Wow. I remember oh, playing wow. it with my children. Oh. Back in Were the day. Were you as good as the drivers in Gran Turismo? Oh, I was horrible. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't my eyes could not see it fast enough. I says I told my son Spence, you're making me sick. This is making me <laughs> sick. I'll just I'll watch you play. <laughs> so it was yeah. So Julie has seen it twice, so she I, would give a positive recommendation for. Yes, and you know what? I liked Blue Beetle too. Uh-huh. Oh, good. I really did. You see a I lot of movies. It was really great. Oh, I'm a movie person. Do you think Equalizer will yeah. knock off Barbie or um, or Gran Turismo? I think, I, I think just the fact that Denzel is is in it, uh, I think that's going to. I just didn't think yeah. it was. I don't know. I, is there enough Equalizer fans to carry it? Is basically the question on Labor Day weekend with the opening yeah. of football. That, to uh, me, is the big question. Yeah, that'll be tough. That'll so, be Well, I sure hope uh, maybe Mission Impossible could get back in there. In the IMAX. IMAX. They need to be in IMAX. Well, I heard rumors that maybe it was going to, but then Oppenheimer extended its IMAX run, and I don't know uh, now if Well, if and then what's Impossible. coming up, um, well, in, not until October, but the Taylor Swift concert oh, yeah. Yeah, that's is coming out. Really well. It's going to be on IMAX, oh. Platinum X, every. Yeah. They'll put up and a sheet on a wall out. and show pictures. <laughs> All you have to do is say limited tickets available, and it will be sold out. For Even if they don't actually have limited tickets available, they just say it, and then they'll sell out as many as they want. I don't think they, they have to say it. People know that they better get some, you know, you want to see Taylor from the side or whatever, you know. So we know who the number one movie is going to be when we do the movie show on October 20th. I, I it's going to so. be Taylor Swift's concert movie. All right, that's the movie show Top Ten, sponsored by Call Climate Services. We're loving your texts of your favorite movie you could watch over and over again. Text that to 57500. Here's one. Did you hear about the Morgans? I did not. Ha! She says we have, or he or she says, we have family that live in rural towns in Utah, and when we visit, we feel like the Morgans. I've had seen a couple votes for Back to the Future. Uh, here's one for Hot Fuzz, the one with Simon Pegg. Wow. We're going to talk about another Simon Pegg movie later on in the movie show. Uh, and then three that my wife really liked. Well, two of the three. Return to Me While You Were Sleeping. And then Super 8, which I actually haven't seen Super <gasps> 8. Super, that's Isn't a... that J.J. Abrams? Yes. Like I, the I best think I film? called it Motel 6 one time, and somebody got really mad. Wow. That's a great film, by the way. Super 8 is a fantastic movie. couple votes for uh, Top Gun Maverick. 
Well, yeah. Hard to argue with. That was my favorite movie from last year. So keep texting us, 57500. The Movie Show. It is not a donut hole, but a smaller donut with its own hole. And our donut is not whole at all. On KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the movie show. Steve and I were having a great time. We were looking over these lists of uh, texts from our listeners uh, who uh, are sending in their favorite movies to watch. I've seen a couple votes for uh, Princess Bride, not uh, surprised. Oh, yeah. Here's one I bet not a lot of other people put Dante's Peak. They could watch Dante's Peak over and over? You know what? When that comes on, like a streaming thing, I'll, I'll get caught up. I've seen a couple votes for Shawshank, and that, that doesn't surprise me. Shawshank yeah. Redemption, that one's, that one's endlessly on cable. So if you want to watch it, just turn on cable. It's probably playing on I'm some I'm waiting channel. for somebody to go, Citizen Kane is my... Groundhog Day. Ha-ha. Play on words. But also, very funny. I could oh. watch that one a lot. Yeah, it's good. The Natural. Yeah. Uh, fail, let's see. Italian Job. Ever After. And uh, let's see... Mad, mad, mad world. I love some of these classic ones wow. that people toss out. One of my uh, classic favorites, I really like What's Up, Doc, with Barbara Streisand. That's, that's one that you can watch. Clue is one you can watch a lot of times that's still funny. Uh, let's see. I have a favorite, Oscar with Sylvester Stallone. Nobody's ever heard of that one, but I love it. Oh, I've it. seen it, yeah. All right. Well, let's Steve, let's uh, review another movie here before okay. we uh, finish up this hour. How about the movie Mutt? Oh, yes, Mutt. Did you know that John is back in the city? Yeah. I haven't seen you in a while. Do I look different to you? No, still you. Just like another you. You remember me, Zoe? Of course I do. You're my sister's boyfriend. Was. Exes are exes for a reason. I'm worried about you. Don't get caught up in these momentary feelings. Uh, This is a story about a young man named Fania. Uh, He is a trans... uh, He was female. And then became a male, um, had the surgery and everything. And this is a, basically a story of him coming back to where he grew up. Uh, his ex-boyfriend, he just kind of left him. So he's dealing with an ex-boyfriend, a sister, and a father who's sort of been estranged. They're from, originally from Chile. Okay. And so he's coming to visit, and he's struggled with it. You know. And I think what is interesting about this film is... I learned so much more about you know trans people and, and things that they go through, and this young man, like trying to explain, his little sister had no problem. She's like, you know, I know all kinds of people, so it's like th- that generation got it. Right. The dad was like, but you were such a beautiful young woman, and they have these conversations. And the ex-boyfriend, he says, you know, you're still you, but you're different now, and so each one had this interesting reaction to Fania, who, you know, definitely even when she was female thought she felt like a man and so i I started to appreciate you know why someone would go through this i mean because it's not fun for anybody she's anybody who thinks that this is a fun choice is is out of out of step so i learned a lot watching this movie it's heartbreaking the anxiety that um you know even when she went to he sorry i see i did right right there went to cash a check it was in her name before now it's different and she you know, he's trying to explain to him in his dead name. I think they call it in his dead name before. Yeah, I I didn't catch that, but it, it's just a, it's just a heartbreaking little film about somebody that's trying to just find themselves, be who they are, and 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 how it affects the people around them and how they react to it. Right, and and, okay. and how the other, the rest of the world, sort of takes them in. So, what's it rated? Uh, it's not rated, but it would probably be uh, it'd probably be R, just 
there's some language and um, there's some a few sexual s- situations, but okay. it's not overdone. Uh, I, I just it playing. It's playing at the um, Broadway, uh, and it was a Sundance. The young man who played uh, this character won Best Actor, like Newcomer Award at Sundance, and that's so. called Mutt. Mutt. Okay. All right, well, as we wrap up the second hour of the movie show, my goodness, time flies when we're having fun on this show. And the texts keep pouring in, by the way. (laughs) 57500 for the movie you could watch over and over again. We've had so many nominations. I'm waiting for Tommy Boy to come pop it up. Hey, don't knock Tommy Boy. My daughters love, they quote that movie. I see a Sandlot vote in there. Oh, there we go. it's the KSL Movie Show. It's going to work. It's passable, okay? This, this isn't terrible. The week's big movie review, movie news, games, and prizes. Here, here's Andy Farnsworth and Steve Sales. We're slow learners. We're not particularly good listeners. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. It is the Movie Show final hour as we head into Labor Day weekend. It is, uh, we're having a blast here at NPS at 1601 Empire Road in Salt Lake City. And we've been loving hearing from each of you who's been texting us at 57500, the movie you can watch over and over again. Steve, this listener can watch Notting Hill and Music and Lyrics, two Hugh Grant classics, over and over for some reason. I love it. I love it. Early 2000s. I'm seeing a lot of movies nominated from The Bourne Legacy, over and over. Rat Race. Rat Race. (laughs) The scene where... The old Nazi car <laughs> crashes into the World War II veterans meeting. And, I don't remember And the this guy movie. burns his tongue so he can't talk. And he gets a little bit of polish smudged on his upper lip. So you've <laughs> oh seen Rat gosh, Race. That scene you know what it reminds so, me of? So is, funny. Um, uh, Big Lebowski. That's a good one. I have seen that one. That's probably Doug's favorite, even though he won't admit it. Here's one I can't believe we haven't seen more of, Pride and Prejudice, the long one with Colin Firth. I know so many people who watch that, like, if not yearly, monthly. And by by the way, you mean women. Uh, yes. I don't know a dude that is like, <laughs> I love Pride and Prejudice. Oh, what was the... Mr. Darcy. What was the, what was the one uh, with uh, Jared... Um, Ah, I can't think of it. It had uh, Carrie Russell and it had uh, Jennifer Coolidge, the one that was oh, the spoof. Uh, American Pie? No, 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 no. Oh. It was the spoof of all the, all the. Oh, I, of course I'm drawing a blank on this. Mary Richards right now is probably furiously texting me the what, what movie it is. But at any rate, it, it's very funny. Uh, here's one that I'm, I love as well: Maverick with Mel Gibson. I really like that show. Jodie Foster, Silverado, one of my favorite westerns. Oh, Silverado! These are great, great, great soundtrack on Silverado. All right, well we got a couple movies to talk about this segment, Steve. Okay. So let's do Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. I am Dr. Nandor Fodor, the world's foremost parapsychologist. I am not a skeptic. This is the strangest case I have ever encountered. A family living in a farmhouse claim a talking mongoose lives in their barn. The creature's name is Jeff. What do you think about them? A talking mongoose. The Irving family are peculiar. Now, despite its weird-sounding title, this movie dares kind of to explore some bigger subject matters, and that's... Faith and belief versus 
evidence and what you can see. Yeah. It's a really goofy sounding title. I mean, it's almost, if, if you just look at it, it sounds just as goofy as Slaughterhouse or something else like that. You'd be like, what could this movie possibly be about? But it's based on a true story of uh, a parapsychologist from the 1930s who goes to an island between Britain and Ireland. The Isle of Man. The Isle of Man. And there's been reports of a talking mongoose who's like says profound things. And, and not just one family, but the whole town. Right. So the reports come in. He seems to live in this one family's home. And so Simon Pegg, who plays Nandor Photo, who is a real person, uh, and he takes his assistant, Minnie Driver, and who's they go. Amazing. I love seeing her. And before they go, they talk to another guy who'd already been there, Christopher Lloyd, who says. Brown. Marty, you got to come back with me. Marty, you got to go to the Isle of Man and talk to the mongoose. <laughs> no? Okay. So, no, sorry. Um, I was looking at something else. But anyway, Fodor's really skeptical. He goes. He's not, nothing he sees on the island convinces him to not be skeptical. But Especially when the daughter of the family. Well, I don't want to give that part away. Oh, okay. I don't want to give that part away. But there, when I say nothing convinces him otherwise, he's... He, he, he doesn't get why everyone keeps insisting to him that Jeff is real because he doesn't see anything that gives him incontro- – every time he wants to see Jeff, oh, Jeff, he just ran out. Oh, you just missed him. It's like yeah. what we did in kindergarten with the gingerbread man. Oh, he just ran through, and all the kindergarten kids are like, woo! But, I don't remember that, but okay. Well, I did. It was a, probably a Jordan District thing. It was how they go visit the school. The gingerbread man ran through the school, and all the kindergartners walked through the different classes to see all the rest of the school. And then when you get back to the class, the gingerbread man was in the – tote tray in your class all along and then you get to eat the gingerbread man okay that's anyway kind of creepy i'm gonna borrow a doug phrase meanwhile back at the ranch <laughs> no uh so he's not convinced mini driver kind of is and ironically as you watch the movie mini driver could have plenty of reason to be skeptical but for some reason she believes and then and then jeff says something to nandor that he can't explain how did he know something that he says to jen so that's what it goes through um, I actually thought it was kind of a profound thing. I disagree kind of with what Fodor's conclusions were, but I thought it was certainly discussion-worthy. Yeah, I mean, it's a thinly veiled, uh, you know, allegory about fate. Yeah, and about yeah believing, very thinly veiled at times. Uh, believing in things you don't see and that are perhaps there. And I thought that was quite profound. It is very chatty, though. Uh, yes, and I tell you what, though. Have you ever heard of ASMR? <laughs> it's this thing where people talk soft and... But it's like really clear. This was one where as I was watching the dialogue between Christopher Lloyd and Simon Pegg in particular, it's almost hypnotic. Mm. Oh, and by the way, the voice of Jeff is Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Well, who is he? I, He's an author. He wrote oh, uh, okay. Sandman. I, I knew wrote, the name, but I didn't know. I believe, he, I believe he wrote Watchmen also. Yeah. But I'm, I may be wrong. So I, I, was, I was profoundly moved by it. I thought, okay, this is a really cool you know, analogy about, uh, about faith. Um, it's not... Particularly, the thing I uh, thought was weird is I just didn't know where it was going to go. Uh, it di- didn't really take me anywhere. It just said, yep, this happened, and I'm not going to really try to explain it at, at all, and good luck. So what did you rate it? Uh, I gave it a B-. minus. And for me, it was a two-and-a-half star. I, I did like the premise more than I liked the, you know, necessarily how how it ended. And, and I actually had to rewatch it since we sent, got sent a screener. I actually rewatched a couple of scenes because I was really kind of confused the first time through as to what just happened, mm. and I need to watch that again. So that's not a good sign if on the first time through the movie you need to go back and rewatch a scene so that it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. It was very British. Uh, looks like we're going to have to push bottoms into the next segment. What? <laughs> 
Yeah, well, don't worry. We'll we'll talk about bottoms. We got a couple of <laughs> we got a couple of crazy movies to talk about that were very funny that we'll do uh, when we get back. All right, when we get back on the movie show, it is time for telephone torture. Easy one. Yeah, it's going to be pretty easy. The KSL Movie Show. <laughs> telephone torture. All right, friends, it's time for telephone torture. And it's your week, so the number <laughs> easy peasy. The number to call is 575-TALK, 801-575-8255. But remember, on the new telephone torture, we won't call you a loser to your face, but we will make you work for your prize. That's right. Telephone torture sponsored by Megaplex, Larry H. Miller, Megaplex Theaters. Steve, what does our great winner who knows whatever this Denzel Washington movie is, what do they get? Well, they get two tickets to uh, you know, any of the screenings. They get two drinks, and they get a tub of popcorn. We need to find out from our Megaplex friends if these passes will be good for Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie. Uh, they are showing it on all screens, so I would think that it would be eligible, yes. Yeah, I just got an email from Hollywood. $37 million already in ticket sales. It's Boy. looking at a $70 million opening. And that's a month away. They're already able to project $70 million to watch Taylor Swift's concert in a movie theater. Over, It's almost a month and a half away. Oh, that's, it is a month and a half away, actually. Wow. We're talking Friday the 13th. It, it's so big, it scared The Exorcist away. From that weekend. From their own weekend. So they're moving it up a week. That's the power of Taylor Swift. Does anybody wield more power culturally right now than Taylor Swift? Well, she is at her height right Worldwide, now. too. All right. The movie show, 575-8255. Do we have our first potential winner or potential victim? Kent, are you with us? I'm here. All right, Kent. Denzel Washington movie. Remember... We're only going to give you the first, each clue to each person. So the first one is deliberately designed to be difficult. And if you get it, you're amazing. So here you go, Kent. I have a feeling Kent's going to be amazing. He I'm be. amazing. All right, Kent. In this movie, Denzel's character is sometimes treated poorly because of the color of his skin. Well, that's every movie. Denzel's character is sometimes treated poorly because of his skin color. Three, two, one. What's your guess? Great, great debaters. The great debaters. Is that correct, Gustavo? Wrong. Oh, that is a great guess, though, and that, that is, is a great a movie. Oh, absolutely. All right, Kent, good luck uh, on your next week. Uh, it's your See, attempt. mine are more obscure. Yours are less obscure, and so they, he went great debaters. He just went into the deep. Well, how do you know what my answer is? Because you didn't I know come up answer. with the movie. I well, did. Well, I know. Sure All we... right. So number two, who's our next? Uh, who's our next? Vahe is back. Vahe, you ready? Yes. You got a good guess? No. All right. Here we go. Here's your question, <laughs> Vahe. Denzel portrays a real life person in this movie. Well, that's also about twenty percent, thirty percent. All right, Vahe. What's your guess? No clue. Oh, is that correct, Gustavo? You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, Vahe, good luck clue, next but time. There's no movie called. Well, actually, there is a movie called No Clue. Is there? I think. I know there's a movie called Clue because that was one of my favorites. All right, Vahe, good luck next time. All right, who's our next uh, potential potential please, please movie say show Don. champion? Please be Don. Tom. 
Tom, are you ready? Is this honest? Oh, uh, by the way, I should mention, if you think, Todd, all right, Todd, hang on. Before we ask you the question, Todd, I I should remind, if you think you know the answer and you're not able to get through or you're not able to call in, text the answer to 57500. If we don't get a winner on the phones, then the first person who texted us the correct answer will win the Megaplex prize pack because... You know what? Sometimes people can't actually call physically on the phone, and yeah. we don't want to disadvantage them. We They're want to give them in a, a coma shot, or something. Yeah. In a coma. In fact, I heard just a text just popped in. Okay. All right. So, Todd, are you ready? It is Todd, right? Do I, I remember think, that? Yeah, right? Todd. Okay. Todd, are you ready here for your clue? Todd is. Todd has the given up. We scared him off. All right. Who's our next caller? Who's this? Shirlene, are you ready, Shirlene? Sure. Should we give it a try? Let's give it a try. Here's your clue. This movie was one of the first appearances of an actor who would later learn that he was Kenuff. Ah. This is a Denzel Washington movie, but this was one of his co-stars in the movie. An actor who would later learn that he was Kenuff. That's good. The Kenuff got me going. I have no idea on that one. Well, what's I would your say guess the great then? Debaters was the true story. You were guessing on the great debaters, Gustavo? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> what is that from? Okay. That sounds like Gustavo. I will tell you this the correct answer has been texted in. Uh oh. So this is our last clue. If you do not get this, the winner will be. I am shocked. I'm actually a little bit surprised myself. You can okay. tell who the actor was that, that was with him? Uh, no, I will do that after we finish. Okay. okay so, who's our final potential? Uh, the tastefully named Steve. Steve, are you with us? Yeah. Or are you different from Doug? <laughs> all right, Steve. Do you think you got it? First of all, before I ask you the question, do you think you got it? Possibly. Okay. Well, here's a question that I think is going to give it away. In this movie, Denzel plays a high school football coach. Uh, Antoine Fisher. Antoine Fisher. Is that correct, Gustavo? Uh, Oh, Steve. Good guess. That is a good movie also, but that is not correct. Okay, well, guess what, Steve? We have our first text winner of Man, telephone torture. I for sure because guess what? You have to text from your telephone so it counts. Right. All right. Well, I'm looking through from the text. The first person who texted the correct answer, the last four digits of your phone number is 7762. We will send a reply that you are the winner. And the correct answer is, Steve? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Now, you were you, sure. You were sure they were going to get this. Okay, so let me go back through. In this movie, Denzel's character... Sometimes treated poorly because of his skin color. Every other movie. (laughs) Right. Denzel portrays a real-life person in this movie, Coach Herman Boone. Okay. This movie was one of the first appearances of an actor who would later learn that he was Kenuff, who is the actor. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling plays uh, the son of a rich guy whose dad is mad when he gets benched because he's not a good enough athlete. And he finally gives up his spot in the game to somebody who's better. There's a ton of people in that movie. Hayden Panettiere is another one. Yeah. But, yes, so remember the Titans is the answer. Your, the, those, your number who ends in 7762, I'm typing you a text reply right now. 
Congratulations. We'll get your information. And uh, you have won, Steve. Uh, you've won uh, two tickets to a Megaplex theater. You've won two drinks and a tub of popcorn. Okay. And that is for playing Telephone Torture, sponsored by Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. Well, that gives it a whole new twist, doesn't it? It's fun, isn't it? You can text it? in. You can text the answer. Now, you probably won't win, yeah. but you just might. Wow, I would never have guessed that that would have gone that far. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's take a break here at bottom of the hour for news, traffic, and weather on KSL News Radio. It's the world famous KSL Movie Show on KSL News Radio. All right, Steve, we found our telephone torture winner for the first time ever. It was a text winner that we offer our congratulations. You're too tough on him, man. I, I feel like I don't want to give it away too quick. I bet if you guess, like if you just happen to blindly guess it right, then bonus. But it's you're, it's not going to be one where you're going to get it in the better first shot if they just said a Denzel Washington movie. And they're like, oh, wait, remember the Titans? Yeah, I kind of thought that's what everybody would default to. And maybe they start to think that I would think that they would think that. Don't feel guilty. It's okay. Yeah, we, we had a Star Wars guest for a baseball question. So you never know what you're going to get. And that's why the texters have hope. You mean Don? <laughs> well, I, and, I and why they call thing. in when they don't even have a guest? Like, I, I, but uh, whatever. Good, yeah. good luck to you. Yeah. Good luck to each of you. Throwing themselves on the grenade. That's how it works. And by the way... Five seven five zero zero. We've been taking your texts about what is the movie you could watch over and over again. So many choices. By the way, Tommy thank Boy. you to our listener who helped me remember. Austin Land is the movie yeah. uh, with Carrie Russell and Jennifer Coolidge, where and Jane Seymour too. Uh, very funny. Yeah, Jerusha. Jerusha she has did a nice job of that movie. Uh, here's one favorite movie: Malagro Beanfield War. That's got to be Doug. <laughs> Maybe it was. That was shot right. down in Eureka. Uh, Sahara. Ever After, The Cowboys, John Wayne. Well, you can't argue with John Wayne. Fried Green Tomatoes. We had a producer once that had no idea who John Wayne was. No idea. Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, no clue. And The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance is one of my favorite movies of all. That's a good one. We did have some other guesses that were kind of out there. One one guest, Ryan Gosling, for <laughs> Telephone Torture. That's the but name that of the was movie? the name of the character. Yeah, but the name of the character that... We were asking who, who discovered he was Kenuff in Barbie this summer. Focus, people. Focus. Uh, we had some guesses of Glory, Malcolm X, all these great guesses. We thank you so much for playing. All right, Steve, we've got to talk about a couple of movies here in this segment. Let's, oh, yes, do, yes, yes, yes. let's do Bottoms first. Okay. We were just practicing for a self-defense club. So it's like a fight club? Yes. Just stay in your lane. Yes, sir. What's your plan here? Jeff is psychotic, and they're picking on the weak and defenseless. So we teach a bunch of girls how to defend themselves. They are grateful to us. Adrenaline is flowing. Next thing you know, Isabel and Brittany are kissing us on the mouth. Shockingly funny. I was, uh, I laughed a, a bunch. This is sort of, here are the movies that I kind of reminded me of. Booksmart, uh, Mean Girls, Super bad, except from a female position. Okay. So there's there's a raunch factor here. These are two very unpopular lesbians in their high school, and they're trying to figure out how to get close to some people that they would normally not be able to get close to. Right. Social circles being difficult to switch in high school. Exactly. And they were very unpopular. And they said, they're, in fact, over the PA says, would the untalented and the not attractive lesbians please report to oh, the geez. office? Like, So... They wrote this, one of the girls who plays in this, it wrote, co-wrote it with the director, and it is hysterical. Now, you know, of course, it, it's about 
you know, young women who are lesbians. So what? We've and seen they're trying to get the cheerleaders. Well, they're trying to get closer to them. I mean, they don't even know what their proclivity is. So, but they have a, a hero worship to okay. a couple of people in their high school. But one of them is dating Jeff, the the quarterback of the football team, and he is so over the top. It's hilarious. It does have a, a bit of a, a raunch factor. Take Superbad, for example. I mean, that actually I thought was more offensive. Because yeah, I, didn't, it, I didn't like Superbad. Because, it, you know, they were making fun of gay people, and, and they were doing all kinds of things. that were, I just thought, these girls generally just want to be and be with somebody and, and care about somebody, and you'll learn that as you watch this. So they c- create a fight club um, because they want to defend themselves. There's a rival school that's coming to play football against their high school, and it always gets really ugly. And, and there's been assaults and all kinds of things. And so the young women across the board – even the the funny ones or the smart ones or the popular ones all come to be part of this fight club and their core counselor is none other than Marshawn Lynch. Oh dear goodness, he's funny. He is hilarious. He's also the foulest mouth you've ever heard. He does and I again, the, if you're uh, have a problem with language, don't please don't see this film. But it, I laughed I laughed a lot. I was so pleasantly surprised at how creative this was. Even though there is that factor, I was hearing. I don't mean to throw Sean Means under the bus, but he was howling, and we <laughs> okay. we both like. He said, "This is kind of like a female Heather's or Mean Girls or one of those kind Wasn't of movies." Heather's a female movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So this is like a female Heather's. Well, yeah, that didn't. <laughs> that it, seems it's a sort of redundant. like a Heather's film. Oh, okay. Is what he okay. was trying to say. So we both just kind of compared notes. It was like, oh my gosh, that was hilarious. So bottoms, it's rated R. It is in wide release. It's like night, getting 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, I've seen it's doing really well. It's the writing. Reviews. It's the writing. It's the sincerity of the characters that works, even though it's about lesbians. Who cares? Okay. okay. So bottoms, rated R. Rated R. Wide B, release. B+. Plus. This is one of my favorite films of the week, aside from the one we're about to talk about. All right. So, Gustavo, let's get some sound from Slother House. So cute. What is that? That's a sloth. If you're interested, I could sell you that one. They're really that slow? Maybe they just tricked us all. In the jungle, she's a beta. But out here, she's an alpha. It is a wild animal. You don't even know what it eats. It's a slother house. Oh, God. Yes, they actually dropped the name of the movie in the movie. Okay, you know how there's just... And they all groan when he said, no, oh, it's, it's too, too obvious. Soon, too yeah. obvious. You know how there's some movies, and there's not a lot of these, believe it or not, that are so terrible yeah. that they become wildly entertaining. Yeah, they're, they're so heard, bad, but they become good. Well, I don't know if I would say good, Oh, well, but entertaining. Yeah, okay. Because it, that, when I heard the title of this and I heard the premise, which is basically that a three-toed sloth poached from her home in the Amazon, brought to the United States where she becomes the mascot of a sorority house and then proceeds to murder everybody in the sorority house. I was like, I have got to see this. Like, it was everything I hoped it would be, and it is absolutely terrible. Just thinking about it makes me laugh. It, it does. Just saying the premise out loud makes me laugh. So that also makes this the worst thing I watched this week. We've covered the hits. And we've talked about the best. Now it's time for the worst thing we watched this week. So, Slotherhouse, this little sloth who they nickname Alpha because of their sorority. Yeah. Besides being totes adorbs. So, jeez. 
is also murderous and proceeds to well, murder. There's a reason why it's murder. No, there isn't. No, I, he doesn't want to. She doesn't want to go back to the jungle, even though I didn't get that. I I wasn't quite well, sure. Okay, so whoever first she of all, went out with the most vengeance was the one that said, "Hey, you can't have a protected animal as your mascot. You need to go back to the wild." And, I, like, and see, I didn't get that. Maybe that's true, but I didn't get that because the the sloth. Okay, these are the things the sloth does in the movie. Okay. <laughs> The plot, in air quotes, is two rival pretty girls running for sorority president. But once the one girl who's the less popular of the two gets the sloth, suddenly her online popularity s- skyrockets. This is and adorable that, that you're trying to explain bee, this movie. The queen be mad. Okay. <laughs> These are the things that the, the sloth does. Uh, it can use a cell phone. It can drive a, a computer, Mustang. It can steal and drive a car, post to social media, with its own things that it types in, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, and answers phones. It answers phones. It, it will, before it kills somebody, it takes a selfie and hashtags it last selfie. Oh, and yeah. And then posts it on uh, their no, social media. No, it says killer sloth. And kill, well, killer sloth's one of the hashtags. Oh. And last selfie, because the sloth is about to kill them. This movie is absolutely ridiculous. It yeah. is bonkers ridiculous. Yeah. And it is, if there was ever a modern movie made for, if you know what Mystery Science Theater is, yeah. this is a movie made for Mystery Science Theater. Watch this with your friends. It's rated PG-13 somehow. Well, they don't show... They show a little bit of blood, but not much. death yes. on a lot of people. But watch this with your friends and laugh and make fun of everything on the screen that you see. It is the worst thing I watched this week, but also the most wildly entertaining thing I watched this week. Well, see, that, that uh, to me, if I was the worst thing I watched this week would not give me joy. So I, this it was, was the... But it was terrible. Like, it's... I know, I know, I know. Bad. All right, hang on. So normally, a movie that is so bad that it's actually good, I give the notorious D plus to. But I actually mm-hmm. enjoyed this movie much more than I thought I would. I mean, it is so stupid. It is so dumb. And yet, I laughed my tail off for 90 minutes. And this is Slother House. And yes, you heard that right. A murderous sloth kills an entire sorority. And it is rated PG-13 somehow. And it's is it wide release? Because I couldn't remember if it was only in some uh, theaters yeah, or no, all it's of them. Out but there. Yeah, yeah. So ha- have at it. But uh, oh, you'll, go you'll with laugh. your friends, and you'll be Absolutely. laughing your tail off. The movie show. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done on KSL News Radio. Yeah. All the Rocky and Creed movies are some of my favorites. We've been taking your text all morning, 57500. Got a couple more minutes if you want to send in. If you haven't sent in uh, your favorite movie that you could rewatch, all thanks to one of our uh, movie show listeners who asked the question, and we threw it out to everybody. Also, we want to congratulate Doug from Pleasant Grove. Really, Doug? Doug. Not Doug Wright, though. I am seeing his last name, not Doug Wright. Mm -hmm. So he didn't cheat. Okay. But Doug, our first text winner of Telephone Torture because... Our telephone people came up short. So right now I'm thinking Doug is in his brain singing some Frank Sinatra in his mind. Uh, Oh, we didn't do that. We did not because we ran out of time. But How dare you? Here's a couple of other favorites, Shrek 1 and 2. Uh, Boondock Saints. That one doesn't get a lot of votes, but people who watch it do love it. I know that. It's intense. Uh, Let's see. Yeah. So 57500, your favorite movie. Uh, Steve, it's time for Rapid Fire. Yes. All right, so that's where we go over everything we've talked about for those of you who joined us late in the show. Oh, you know what? We also had a couple of listener reviews. 
In fact, we had one listener review that we forgot to play oh. during the uh, movie show top ten. This was our movie show listener number one who forgot to leave his name in the city. Come on, guy. Here's what hey, he thought. Hey, movie of show, dude. Just got back from watching Gran Turismo for the second time. That show is on the podium with Top Gun and Mission Impossible. Inspiring, emotional, exciting, high tech. Great show. I recommend it to everybody. Thanks, you guys. Wow. So, love Gran Turismo. With Julie. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Julie's seen it twice also. Okay, and then, let's see, I think we have a Facebook review. Maybe we don't. Uh, no, I don't see one. Okay, so forget that. Okay. But you can leave a review, a short review on our Facebook page. Leave your name. Show. Just your first name. And when you call we- the line, please tell us your first name and your review, because we want to recognize you. Yeah, where are you from? What city? Okay, so rapid fire, Steve. The Equalizer 3. More violent than the other two, but it still works. I think it's a, a, if you're a fan of the other two, you'll want to see this one. And I hadn't seen the other two. I thought it was a little slow starting. Denzel is still great in whatever Denzel does, but this one was a lot of sitting and then a whole bunch of violence all crammed into about three or four different scenes. Very creative death scenes. All right, then we have The Good Mother, Hilary mm. Swank. The plot is a joke. The acting is decent. Yeah, and I was I was very dissatisfied with how the movie wrapped itself up. I thought I kind of felt like I wasted my time watching it. Should have been called The Good Mother? <laughs> Definitely. Once you see the movie, you know what we're talking about. Slaughterhouse. Go see this. If you, I mean, this could be a, a gateway drug for horror films because it is really pre- pretty benign. It is. It's and very it's, funny. Go with your friends and just laugh at it. It is PG-13, so if that helps, you know, maybe. It's kind of the same people who did Cocaine Bear, so we're going to get a bunch of animals, apparently. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, this one seemed like it was on cocaine. Bottoms. Bottoms, hilarious. This is about two lesbians who trying to just live life in their world, and nobody wants to hang out with them, and they start a fight club. It is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the writing is fantastic. Mutt. Mutt is a trans young man, and it's a heartbreaking story. But, uh, you know, there's some really tender moments in this movie, and I, I really enjoyed it. It's playing at the Broadway. Not rated, but it, it was a Sundance favorite. What was your grade on that one? Uh, a B. Yeah, sorry. Give, me, give us your grades, too. Oh, uh, it would be minus on Slaughterhouse, because I don't know. You can't really. Yeah. B, to me, it was two, and it was two stars only because it was so funny. And the, and the, the name. Good, the name got a half star just for, just from the name. Slotherhouse, come on. Yeah. And The Good Mother was a C. Equalizer, a B. Uh, Nandor, a B minus. For me, A Good Mother was one star. Just really, really dissatisfied. Nandor, Fodor, and the Talking Mongoose, based on a true story. Simon Pegg and a mini driver, his assistant, uh, go to investigate a Talking Mongoose. And then try to, and it becomes a, a question of faith versus evidence. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Between Two Worlds, which is a French film starring Juliette Binoche. I saw that one. It's very slow moving. It's hypnotic in its French speaking. It, you know, you're going to have to read all the subtitles, so don't go in a, even a little bit sleepy mood to watch this. But you'll get to see good acting and an actually very interesting story where you get to see uh, how people who basically have no hope of upward mobility and just kind of get an idea of what it's like for them and appreciate what they go through. And the things they look for to find joy, because they don't have the same things to find joy that we do. For them, it's a cigarette break that lasts a little bit longer. Oh, by the way, one that we didn't get to see, R.L. Stein's Zombie Town, only playing oh, at yeah. Jordan Landing. And this is like uh, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. and Oh, that's right. It's an R.L. Stein story. It's called Zombie Town, only playing at the Jordan Landing. Okay. And then on our streaming, we had one piece of the show with... Uh, that's essentially stretchy monkey guy. Stretchy monkey guy. His name's Monkey. He's not a monkey, but he's nicknamed Monkey. He wants to be a pirate. It's it's based on a Japanese uh, manga comic 
So it's very, I thought it was family-friendly despite some blood and kind of silly, and it, and it grew on me. Uh, we've got, let's see. Choose Love. Choose Love on Netflix. This is an interactive love story where you get to decide. There's three suitors after one young woman, and she has to make some choices about who she wants to date. You get to make those choices for her, and then the story plays out from there. And it's fun to do it with someone else so you can argue over what choice to make. Oh, yeah. You have about 20 or 30 seconds to choose, and then if you don't, it chooses for you. So you you can take the story wherever you want it. It, it was kind of fun. We used to, We tried to pick this thing that we think that would be the least interesting and it turned out to be probably that's <laughs> the right thing the, the case <laughs> and of course we have season two of the wheel of time that dropped on prime video but neither of us got to watch that but it is a big deal to a lot of people so we wanted you to know about uh, that justified city primeval the final episode of this contains series brilliant great ending but they also sort of triggered the thought that they might bring the Raylan Gibbons back with one of his old nemesis so very tempting. Okay, so that is rapid fire on the movie show. Steve Sales, Andy Farnsworth, Gustavo back at the studio. Thank you for listening to the movie show on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.